super excited for today's podcast. I have one of the guys who actually helped me start my podcast, um, like the only guy who helped me start my podcast, uh, Rob Cressy here today. And he's the founder of a company called Bacon Sports and just super creative guy, very entrepreneurial. He's been absolutely blowing up the Arte Syndicate and I'm super, super excited to have him on today. So welcome to the podcast, Rob. Thank you for having me. And I have to give you a shout out for living in action. So many people say, I would love to create a podcast, but then when it gets to actually executing it and doing it, very few do. And you were the one of the ones who did. So I wanted to show you some love and recognize you. Oh, thank you. That's uh, really funny you say that because I, in the beginning was like, okay, Elena, you have to start a podcast. You have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do it. And it was like, all right, well, why, why am I doing this podcast? And it's because I believe that people sharing each other's journeys are going to be able to connect people like I've connected with Ed and Andy. Right. So I never knew Andy Frisella until I met Ed Milet and Ed Milet introduced me to Andy Frisella. And now I'm obsessed with Andy Frisella because him and I are very similar. Right. So uh, we're both really big people. We're naturally heavy, you know, and um, he struggles with the same stuff that I struggle with. And I wouldn't know that if I didn't listen to his podcast. Right. So I think it's a great way for people to connect and um, tell their stories and tell how they've come through in their businesses and like what they've done and stuff like that. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about your journey. Yeah, for sure. And I, I completely agree. And it's actually a good segue because uh, I can actually start it with a quote someone told me. I don't remember who told me, but someone did. They said, Rob, if you ever hope to get paid to do what you love, you better be doing it already. And at the time, I had just quit my digital advertising sales job, which I was very successful at, to go all in it, living my dreams of working in sports and being creative. So it's like, all right you want to get paid to do it, you love, you better be doing it already. So I'm like, well, what do I want to do? I'm like, I want a podcast. I want to do videos. Um, I want to create content for a living. So what did I do? I taught myself podcasting. I taught myself video, both being a host. I taught myself audio editing, video editing, social media marketing, throwing events, apparel. And all of a sudden, I started to see the entire world differently because I immediately went from making a lot of good money to making $0 overnight. So you're like, whoa, this is all on me now, huh? So what did I do? I audited the success habits of the most successful people, the people that I aspired to be like, like the Andes and Eds of the world, even though this was seven years and change ago and I didn't know about them. But people like them, hey, what are their habits, routines, mindset? What are they doing? And I became a sponge for learning. I knew I needed to get better. So because of this, I taught myself every single different area of the things that I wanted to get paid for. And I turned myself into my first client. So with Bacon Sports, we were originally a sports blog. And we did that for three years, creating thousands of articles, videos, podcasts, got really good at uh, building a community on social media marketing and engaging them. So we were community driven because we loved to do it. So we didn't think like a business. We thought like a member of a community. We had fun because I always thought, hey, if someone's going to be creating content and marketing, wouldn't you want it to be awesome? And I'm like, yeah, cool. Let's do that. 
So I did that for a couple of years, but I'm still trying to figure out the revenue. And finally it dawned on me. I was like, well, who doesn't need to make money via traditional banner advertising? And I was like, brands who sell widgets. Cool. Let's move from being a sports blog to a company that helps brands market to and engage sports fans and or tell their stories. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. Where did that lead you? So it led me to some interesting places because essentially I was I turned Bacon Sports into our first client. So if anyone ever said, Rob, what did you guys do? I was like, well, here's a million unique visitors to our website. Here's the audience that we've built. Here's how you can use podcasting and video and fan engagement to build your brand. And slowly but surely, I landed clients. Uh, At the same time, I was landing hosting opportunities. So in all of this, one of the I guess dichotomies would be the brand of Rob Cressy and the brand of Bacon Sports. Bacon Sports being the company side of things. Rob Cressy being myself. Well, guess what? Rob Cressy is also the leader of Bacon Sports. Hey, Rob, what's the difference between these two? So sometimes a company would hire me to be a host and all of a sudden my brand's elevated. And then once that's done, uh, a brain would reach out to Bacon Sports and be like, hey, I saw what you guys are doing. Can you work with us? So then Bacon Sports moves up. And then someone's like, hey, Rob, I'd love for you to be the host now. Like, Boom. And it's been this back and forth of building my brand. And in doing all of this, how this has evolved is that because I taught myself, I now have the ability to teach others. Why? Because I started at zero, just like everybody else. I had no experience whatsoever. None. So the fact that I was able to help you create a podcast when seven years ago, I'd never created a podcast before. Mind blowing. Yeah. So uh, with it, I'm now starting to branch out into other areas of my business where I help people in brands launch podcasts, launch video shows, tell stories, do creative consulting and um, content stuff. Because I can show you and now you can do it for yourself. Yeah. Well, and then you can teach other people how to do it too, right? And that's the beautiful part about being an entrepreneur is um, when you first start out, you have no idea what you're doing, just like everyone else. And it's like, okay, how do I monetize this? How do I monetize this? Um, How do I figure out what I love and then make money doing it? So when I started with our company, um, it was like, Elena, you're not meant to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) my boyfriend's like, "Mm, you sleep in too much. Like, you know, maybe you're not going to be super successful at it, but I got very, very sick and tired of doing the job that I was doing. And it drove me to be the person who, like you said, got consumed by learning and just went all into trying to find what it meant to be happy. Right. I didn't understand what happiness was until I met this company. And then when you help people achieve the things that they want in their lives, there's no better feeling in the world. So I got obsessed with it. I, I love it. And it's, it resonates so much with me because it all comes down to having a strong why. I know why I'm doing it. You know why you're doing it. And I love helping people. One of the goals that I have in life is to help 1 million people. And I can remember the day where 
as part of my journey, I create a lot of content for myself. So why would anybody ever hire me? Because you can just look on every social platform and at all times, I'm sharing thoughts about my world and the transparency of everything. And I don't remember where I was going to go with that. Literally (laughs) midsection, I just forgot. So (laughs) we'll we'll table that until I'm like, now I remember what I was going to talk about. It's all good. Um, What do you think people should do if they're looking at becoming an entrepreneur because they're not necessarily happy with where they're at or um, the trajectory of where their life is going? Focus on the micro. So often we think that we have to have this giant answer to solve this gigantic problem of life. But instead, why don't not just focus on just one thing? What is one action step that you can have? Because this becomes a journey. It ends up becoming lifestyle design in terms of why are you doing what you're doing? Um, And because of that, Try and make it easy on yourself. So how do you make it easy? It's just actionable steps. Write things down. Talk to a lot of people. Don't let the fear get in your way. Instead, focus on the positives, the why you want to do it. There's going to be a never-ending series of obstacles and reasons why not to. But you need to know why you do want to do the thing that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Let's stay on the fear stuff for a minute. So I was just listening to Ed's podcast this morning. Uh, about fear and how so many people are struggling right now because of what's happening in the world. And like COVID's wrapping up at this time, um, pretty much like Fort McMurray, we had a flood happen a month ago and man, COVID worries went out the window because we didn't have a choice. We had to go and save our city. You know, like it was okay. If the hospital shuts down, we're going to be evacuated and we don't want to be evacuated again. Our city burnt down four years ago. And now it's flooding like, no, but it's so cool to see the community come together. And we were talking a little bit about community earlier and how powerful having a community is. And I don't think people realize how important it is to have those people in your circle that are like on your side, but still pushing you because then you're not going to get comfortable and you're not going to settle for where you're at. You're going to push yourself to go that little bit further. So One question I would like to ask my listeners would be, who are you surrounding yourself by? And are you around people that are challenging you to step up or are you around people that make you feel comfortable? I completely love it. So one of the things that I learned early on is get comfortable being uncomfortable. So I've got a background in improv and I learned for four years improv, not to become a comedian, but to learn the skill set of a comedian. And one of the things that a lot of people in the entry-level classes of improv have is a fear of dot, 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 meeting people, speaking in public, being in front of other people. So by design, I put myself in these uncomfortable positions to get more comfortable with it because with an entrepreneurial journey of which you and I signed up for, so we take everything that comes And if we know it's not always going to be puppy dogs and rainbows, well, guess what? I should probably focus a little bit on how I'm able to overcome fear and anxiety and the hard things, because those are the things that are going to make it easy to quit when you're like, you know what? This is just too hard for me. And I'm seven years and change into this journey. 
And I can tell you it has been so difficult, so rewarding, but also so difficult. So I've by design reached out to learn new things to get more comfortable because I like to think, or I know I'm someone who wants to be measured by how I operate when times are the toughest, Mm -hmm. not when everything is good, because everybody's good when things are good. But right now, how is everybody operating? And for me, this is kind of crazy to say, but with everything that's going on with COVID and the rioting and and just all the dissension in America right now, uh, for me, this is nothing new from this standpoint. When you're an entrepreneur, you wake up every day and there's a new series of obstacles. If I don't create or if I don't do, it does not happen. So whether it's not a client not getting back to me, a late payment from somewhere, something unexpected happens. uh, For me, it's just another ending series of obstacles. So when I saw COVID and all the rioting and stuff, I'm like, I'm there. I know what lane that is. But me, the entrepreneur, can't stop growing and moving forward because otherwise I'm going to die. And you're seeing all the businesses that are having that happen to them without anything that they can do. And we can completely do something about it. So because of this, I've been very comfortable in this position because I've trained myself, like doing 75 hard and live hard, to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 75 hard is one of the biggest catalysts for myself. And that's a mental toughness challenge that I'm currently doing. I think what's the date today, the 17th. So I'm 10 days in today and (laughs) Oh, it's crazy how it works, but this has been the busiest I've ever been in my life. And you know what? I'd made the decision. I was like, all right, I talked to my spouse about it. Cause last time I did it, it was like, all right, Kyle, like I'm going to do 75 hard. And that means I'm probably not going to see you very much over the next 75 days. Uh, Cause I have to focus on me and building myself and building um, my relationship with my inner self and just going, okay, well, mental toughness is built in the trenches. And then once you're in the ring and you're dealing with the stuff, like all of these people around you that are so negative in the media and all this stuff that's being thrown in your face, um, you have to be able to overcome that stuff. And like you said, how you, how you lighthouse for other people um, really helps you step up as a leader. And sometimes it is terrifying, but you know what? Like I was talking to Greg, who's one of my mentors down in Edmonton. And he's like, Elena, normally I'm like a nine, nine and a half out of 10. He's like, during this time, I'm like a seven and that's okay. And it's just, it's that little, Oh, you're still human. And people I'm like, oh, Elena, you're doing so good. What do you do? And I'm like, I kick my own butt, man. <laughs> like, I, I kick my ass into gear. Like, I'm training for a freaking half marathon before. I've never run a 10K. I've never run a 5K, you know? And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go for a 21K. Why not? You know, because we have to push ourselves and we have to hold ourselves to that higher standard and understand that if we believe in ourselves enough, we're going to achieve the things that we set out to do. Right. Even if it's, oh, me asking, okay, I want to be busier. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, 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 running 10 appointments a day when I used to run three or four, you know, it's creating chaos, but it's beautiful. It's designed chaos. So a few things on on the leadership side, uh, you hit on something. I actually just launched a new podcast last week called Leadership DNA. And what we do is we break down the different elements of leadership. And guess what one of the first episodes was? Leadership starts with taking care of number one. 
And to be a great leader of others, you first have to lead yourself. Mm -hmm. So to lead yourself, you need to do things that are going to make you uncomfortable so that when other people come to you and say, hey, how in the world do I do this? You say, I've been there before. Let me show you the way. Mm -hmm. Next thing on the half marathon side of things, one, you're going to completely crush it and you can do it. (laughs) You know how I know this because... Uh, I signed up for the Brooklyn Half Marathon, which was supposed to be about one month ago in Brooklyn, New York. I was going to run with my wife. Uh, we were going to go just so we could see Brooklyn and be in sort of the, the landscape there. But unfortunately, the half marathon got canceled because of everything. So what would most people do after you've trained for a half marathon and it gets canceled? Oh, you know what? It's canceled. All right, I'm done. I'm not going to do anything. No, I'm running a half marathon. I trained for a half marathon. Just because it was in New York and it's not there anymore doesn't mean I can't do it. So I just spent the last five weeks in Sarasota, Florida. And the first week I got there, my wife and I created our own, what we called bacon half marathon where we had to wake up butt crack early to run 13 miles with limited water stations in scorching heat. But guess what? We made it happen. So if we can do that, you can do that too. And the last thing would be uh, the other people talking to you about all of this. And it's something that you very much need to guard your influences and your mindset because people are going to say, Oh, how did you do it? Or, oh, you're doing enough. They're going to tell you you're good enough. Like they're going to bring their own governor on your potential there. And you have to really be careful about the people closest to you on this. So with it, be completely self-directed. I've learned that I quite frankly don't care about anybody else in the world. Of course, I care about my wife and my family. But What I'm really saying is I'm in my world. I have to lead myself. I do things my way. And these people are also in my life. So always take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. If you take care of yourself, you can be a better partner to your spouse. You can be a better mother or father. You can be a better friend. You can be just all over a better leader and legit it changes everything. When you look internally, you stop cowering. Um, I, I was talking to Al Santerno and he's like, yeah, Elena, you summed it up in one word and it was posture, like how you hold yourself, right? If you hold yourself to be a person of excellence, then you're going to be a person of excellence. If you hold yourself to the person that you used to be, I like to call it my inner bitch voice. Um, <laughs> cause Andy introduced me to that and I was like, Oh, that's, Good one. I use the exact same thing like yeah. all the time. Yeah. The inner bitch voice, like it's trying to slow you down and it's, it's things that people have told you in your past that you believed, but you don't have to believe those things and understand that your mind can trick you into thinking that you should slow down or you should stop because that's where you're comfortable and you have to change your identity and build that relationship with yourself going, no, 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 no. I'm a badass. I'm going to do whatever I set my mind to. And like my team, I'm taking my team to BC this week and I won this bottle of Dom Perignon in February of 2019. I didn't hit my senior broker promotion. Um, the team hit it in April of 2020. So mid COVID and all of a sudden my team comes together and they're just like, boom, senior marketing. That's what's up. 
you know? And so now that I'm doing 75 hard, guess who can't drink that bottle that I've been waiting to crack for a year? Me, (laughs) you know, but I'm like, whatever they earned it. They're going to be the ones to drink it, you know, and I'll be able to buy myself a bottle of Dom Perignon anytime because I'm building a company that's allowing me to do that stuff, you know? And that's what makes it worth it. Everyone's going to give the excuses for why they can't do it. Oh, no one's going to know. Just do it. The one thing you are, you earned that. It's not going to change 75 hard at all. Don't worry about that. But as Andy says, you go all in. There is no compromise. You screw up one time because that's, that's what it's teaching you because 75 days is so long when you're doing this. Like it seems like forever, and it's the hard times that make this worth it. So why do you do it? Because you aren't going to drink that bottle of champagne. That's why you do it. Because when you're done, guess what? You're going to celebrate. You're going to be celebrating more than not drinking that bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. You're going to celebrate the rest of your life being a badass. Exactly. And you build that confidence in yourself so quickly. And I think people think that it takes a really long time to you know, build that rapport with yourself. But really, when you're doing the stuff that you know that no one else is doing, oh man, like I don't know very many people who would turn up drinking Dom Perignon, which is a couple hundred dollars a bottle. And to have like one sip, I'd fail and I'd have to start over and I'd be three weeks into it already. So I'm like, no, why would I do that? Um, But I've already made that decision and I know that I'm not going to struggle with that you know, because I've told myself like, this is the person that I've created. This is the person I want to be. And man, I posted in the 75 hard challenge group during the winter because I was being a little bitch. And I was like, all right, well, guess what? It's minus 47 degrees Celsius outside, um, which is like, literally don't go outside for more than 15 minutes or you will die. And I did a 45 minute workout outside every single day. Those moments when you're out there and you're like, this sucks so bad. (laughs) I hate it so much. Those are the moments that you're like, no one will ever beat me. No one will ever beat me because there's not one person that I know of that is out on those trails. Not a step in the snow. Like, no, those are the moments when you're like, I am such a badass human. (laughs) And you just kind of embrace that about yourself and understand that when you tell yourself that you're going to do something, you believe it, right? And you build that confidence with yourself. It's, you're talking about so many good things. One thing that I just wrote down here, and I take notes during everything. So even though we're doing a podcast together, I'm taking notes of the podcast. And it's the term, I don't know many people, dot, dot, dot. Because guess what? Entrepreneurship is lonely. Leadership, lonely. Success, lonely. Because you're on your own, it's completely up to you to make it happen. And you do these things and you build your dreams. And at times you're not going to have the so-called financial success that you may think that you want or that you deserve. And it's hard and it tests you. And there's not very many people who understand you because they'll look at you and they're like, what in the world is Rob doing? Like, I don't get his business. Like, one of the ongoing jokes for myself to myself is people in my own family don't even know what I do. Like my friends don't know what I do. 
And the thing is, it's not up to me for them to understand my dreams. Mm -hmm. These are my dreams and my vision. I see the world a different way. It just so happens that I've magnified that times a bajillion by doing Live Hard and 75 Hard and being part of Arte because I want to be around the few crazy people who say, you know what? I believe in myself. I am going to do this. I am willing to pay my dues because it's hard. It's hard when you have these emotions and there's not a lot of places to turn and there's not a lot of people who understand what you're going through because it's so emotional and it's not, it's emotional because we're living on a day by day basis the ups and downs of something, which is also why it's so important to work on your personal development, to build this fortress inside of you. So you don't get too high. You don't get too low. It's just a moment in time. So I actually have a great book recommendation on this is obstacle is the way by Ryan holiday. It's based around Stoic philosophy, but essentially what it says is there's a wall in front of you. It's not, I can't get through the wall, which kind of get through it, over it, under it, around it. What can I do? Getting over the wall becomes the way over the wall. Mm-hmm. And that's the mindset you need to have as someone who's an entrepreneur who wants to be successful or build the world in your image. Mm-hmm. There's so many good takeaways from that, man. Like if you look at an obstacle as an opportunity, instead of something that's standing in your way, you're literally getting resourceful in that moment. And again, you're building that confidence in yourself because you're like, I'm going to figure this out. I don't know what I have to do, but I'm going to figure it out. Like I look at the people who work in the company that I used to work for out on site. I was a heavy equipment operator, um, at Syncrude for three and a half years. And it wasn't for me, man. Like I couldn't sit in a truck and go A to B, A to B, A to B, A to B. I was going mental. And I'm actually going to do one of the girls I interviewed um, a few weeks ago. She's a comedian. And she's like, yeah, I want to talk mental health with people. And how do you make a comedy show out of mental health? Like, we're not going to mock it. Like, we're going to talk about it and be like, okay, this is okay. But um, when I was in that place, there was absolute, I was dead. I was dead on the inside because I didn't feel like I had a purpose. I literally felt like I was just going through life coasting. And it was like, oh, what day off is it? First day off, second day off. It wasn't even Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It was literally like, bleh. And I looked at myself and I was like, okay, interview your future. I heard that. Actually, that's part of our presentation. Interview your future and look at the person who you're going to become if you stay in that role. And of course, there's different people in every role, but there's going to be people that are progressing in the right direction. And then there's going to be people that are progressing in the way that you don't want to go. Right. So when I was looking at that for myself, I was focused on my personal development. I was listening to audiobooks. I was listening to whatever I could put in my brain that was positive because I'm sitting there on a daily basis, hating my life. And I was like, how do I get out of here? How do I get out of here? How do I get out of here? And then Kyle, my spouse got an opportunity full time with that company and he loves it. Like that's his forte. So just keep in mind that something might be for you and it might not be for you. Right. So operating, not for me. It's for my spouse. He loves being an operator. I hated it. So if I interview my future and I look at where I'm going, I'm like, I can't make an impact on site. I can't make an impact on hundreds of millions of people's lives if I don't speak up, you know? So that's one of the reasons that I started the podcast. And it's all about being a champion of your own mindset. Like we have to 
we have to come together and go, all right, we're messing all this stuff up. How can we fix it? <laughs> you know, it's crazy. All right. So a few, a few things that you talked about here. Uh, one, one thing that I write down every single day in my 10 X planner, choose to see opportunities, mm. just like you said there. So for me, it's a constant reminder. Uh, number two about interviewing your future. So there's a great book about this called the power of consistency by Weldon long. I believe Andy interviewed Weldon long uh, a year or two ago. You can check it out. Cause I'm sure that's where I uh, first heard of him. And what the book is really about is keeping your dreams top of mind. So often we have a dream, but are we spending more time on Instagram or are we rereading our dreams every morning? Because so often people don't feel a connection to their dreams. So for the same reason why I write down, choose to see opportunities is the same reason why every morning I have a thing that in the book, what and long talks about, the power of consistency. So these affirmations that I read to myself about who I currently am and who I am in the future and what I want. And every single day I'm rereading these, um, power, this consistency in it. And the top, it says, read this as if it's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And boom, I'm just reading every single day. So I highly recommend if you want to be a champion for your own mindset to say, all right, what is the boot sequence that I need to have for myself every single day to get into that championship mindset? For me, I choose to see opportunities. I write down a variety of other things, but I also read my dreams every single day. Mm -hmm. I mean, for seven years, I am a multimillionaire. I am a multimillionaire. I am like every single day. How do you think that would go in your brain 5,000 times? Think you might believe you're going to be a multimillionaire? Mm-hmm. And you're going to attract that to yourself because you're putting it into the world, right? Visualization and manifestation is something that a lot of people won't talk about, but it is so powerful. I literally have like <clears throat> these cards on my walls and I've got one and it's the grizzly bear and it says, I am indestructible. I honor my intuition and go where it leads. Uh, love and gentleness are my real strengths. I will never give up. I will succeed. And like that's sitting in front of me in my office all the time. I'm staring at this grizzly bear and I'm going, I am fierce. I am powerful. I am loyal. Uh, like I'm doing, yeah, right. Like, ah, and I've got these, uh, my goals written down here and it's broken down. It's a blank piece of paper to you guys. But uh, it's broken down into my faith, my family, my fitness, my fun, my finance, and my business, right? So it's the five F's and then <laughs> the business part. Um, because me and my business are one. Um, we're very, I'm very connected with my business, um, but I, it doesn't overcome my life. Like I still take the things seriously that I value in my life. And those are the six things that I value. So everything else will fall into one of those categories or somewhere else, but like believing in myself and believing that I was put here for a purpose and put here to love people and show people hope, right? That's my favorite part of my job is talking to people and going, Hey, if you had unlimited time and unlimited income, what would you do with your life? And the first time I was asked that question, I bawled my freaking eyes out. Cause I was like, I've never been allowed to dream like that before. And it was crazy to me. Cause I was like, well, I'd buy this house and I don't know, it'd probably be in BC somewhere. And then I just start like going through it and actually building it out. And I'm like, okay, now I know what I want. 
you know, I want a rose quartz bathtub. <laughs> like That's super random, but that's a thing that I want to achieve in my life, you know, like the little things. But Hawaii is in the forefront of my mind right now. So I have like a tiki mug that says Hawaii on it. I wear a Hawaii necklace. I have it written on my board. It's everywhere to me because it's where I'm focused and it's what I want to attract to myself, right? I absolutely love that. And it's true. And this all just comes down to intention. People aren't as intentional as they should be. And I think about a quote that my branding coach taught me. He said, live by design, not by default. So imagine designing your life. And then you're like, Ooh, now let me go get that. And then you're like, well, what else can I do? And then you start to attract the things by keeping them more aware. And when you're more aware of something, you can manifest something. So there's, there's endless amounts of things that you can manifest because there's a greater opportunity of you making the Olympics. If you say, I'm going to make the Olympics as opposed to one day just being like, holy crap, I'm an Olympian. How did that happen? No, it doesn't work that way. And it's like that no matter what we want to do in life. Totally. So if someone is really struggling right now and they're like, man, I don't like my career. I've always thought about being an entrepreneur. Like I, I've always wanted to be my own boss. Like I think that's what everyone's dream would be. Um, not everyone, but like most people that I've talked to want to be their own boss. They hate someone telling them when they can go on vacation. They hate people telling them um, what time they have to get up in the morning or when they can spend time with their family. And when I first started as an entrepreneur, that was my biggest freedom. And then I started understanding that um, when you're self-employed, it means that you buy yourself a job, <laughs> right? It's the cash flow quadrant. As an employee, you trade time for money. As a self-employed person, you pretty much buy yourself three full-time jobs by trying to run a company by yourself. And until you can transition over to being a business owner where you're running a system that actually makes you money when you're not working, that's when things change. Like that's a big shift. But for someone who's starting as a brand new entrepreneur, because I know I've seen it during COVID and this is something that I'm actually really grateful for is the fact that a lot of people are um, stepping out of their comfort zones and stepping into this idea of, okay, I'm, I'm unemployed. I am going to take on something new and this is something I've always wanted to try. So why not now? We work a hundred hours a week, so we don't have to work 40. Yeah. That, that's, that's really what you say. So a few things, my advice to them, number one, burn the boats. Mm -hmm. What does this mean? This is an analogy. There is a army trying to conquer another army on an island. So what the general ended up doing is when they landed on that island, they burned all the boats. So that way you either win or you're dead. Mm -hmm. So the same goes for entrepreneurship. And this is going to be so difficult because there's maybe a million times where you're going to want to quit and give up when it gets hard. But when you burn the boats and you say, I am no longer that life. I am now this life. It is like black and white to color. So once you've done that for me, and all this comes from personal experience, that's when I immediately became self-aware. And I this is a gift I wish I could give every single person listening right now is you become aware for every single thing in your life. And when I mean every single thing, I mean your emotions, your time, your relationships, everything that you do. And all of a sudden you look around and you're like, wait, what? 
you're now in control of all of it. And this is where the personal development side starts to come in. Because when you realize that you're in control of everything, then you can design everything. So what is it going to take for me to get to where I want to do? So what you really need to now do is, and this is, the, this is probably one of the hardest parts you have to not be the nine to five person that you were mm-hmm. seven years later. I still struggle with that, that time five o'clock you see that. And it's like, you have to work until this time. Well, one get rid of the term work because it doesn't have to be work. It can be play. And I really want you to start to think about your life on a moment to moment basis so all the stress and anxiety and fear of entrepreneurship and, and what may lie ahead, don't focus on that. One of the things in Obstacles the Way, it says, uh, don't focus on the monsters that may or may not be ahead. Mm-hmm. And guess what most oftentimes is not there? The monsters. We self-create the monsters. So even when things are going bad, let's say you're just absolutely low, no money, no clients are coming in. I've been there. I've been in there millions of times. So what do you do? You focus on that one moment. Your bitch voice is making all this noise and you're like, (laughs) all right, well, what's one positive thing that I can do? And then you just continually rinse and repeat that where you say, what's one thing? What's one thing? What's one thing? And by focusing on one, you can execute one easier than being, oh my God, I just quit my job and I don't know what I'm going to do and how I'm going to get money and all this different stuff. No, chill. This is a process. So now you're going to see your life differently because now time becomes your most valuable asset. You're not going to waste time with people who are not on the level that you aspire to be like. You're not going to waste your time. I get time guilt. I have a hard time sitting down and doing nothing because there's things I still want to accomplish in life. And this can be like, I'll be working from 5 a.m. until 8 p.m., five days a week. Saturday gets there at one o'clock and I'll just be like, how am I not doing something right this moment? And it's a good thing because that's where the drive comes from. But that's where you want to get to. Does any of that resonate with you? Oh, so much, man. So uh, time is your most valuable asset. One of the things that I find really funny is how people don't actually run a schedule for themselves. And I'm like, how do you live? I don't get it. Like my life is too. Oh my goodness. My schedule is color coded. My schedule is color coded. My green is my physical activity and there better be green in there every single day. And right now, twice a day. Uh, Red is my rest. That is like dead time. Like the phone is off. I'm not talking to anybody. Like that's, do not talk to me during that time. That's my time with my spouse. That's my time with my family, you know, and all of the blue, that's my money-making stuff, right? Like that's the, that's the appointments. That's the stuff that I have to do on a regular basis. And then I have the yellow is my team stuff. So if that's training, if that's uh, coaching them how to make phone calls or coaching them how to be better in business, like I'm building my leadership at that time. And it's, it still boggles my mind how people are like, oh, I forgot about that. And I'm like, you literally had to remember one appointment ever. I don't get how you don't set a reminder for it or write it down somewhere or, you know, and people just don't value their time in the way that I find others do. 
Um, and it's tough because I'm like, man, I live my life with absolute urgency the other night. Oh man, it was so funny. I'm gonna tell you a quick story. So my spouse is talking to me, talking to me, talking to me, talking to me. And man, I did 12 appointments the other day and he's talking to me and I'm going like, Oh my goodness, I'm just falling asleep. Like my eyes are closed. And he's like, Alina, even awake right now. And I was like, what? Yep. Totally listening. But I sat down for the first time that day and I passed out because I literally gave so much of my energy that I was like, okay, I got to snap back out of this, you know? And it's so crazy to me because you don't realize how much energy you're giving to the people around you until you sit back and you reflect on it for a minute and you go, whoa, I just changed all of those people's lives, hopefully, or at least made them smile or made them think about something in a different way, you know? And then when you go to have your own time with your family or your own time with your spouse, are you devoting as much energy to them and to yourself as you're giving to other people? I love it. And you're, you're talking about structure here because you're designing your days and it's an extremely important thing. I highly recommend writing things out. Uh, everybody has their own method. So what you use might be a little bit different for me. So find what works for you. I do like that you color code it because I'm a visual person. Um, I like to use emojis and things like that. Why? Because visualizing it, seeing a little emoji of... Um, a boat makes you think of Hawaii and now you can picture yourself in Hawaii. So the same can go true with what you're doing with your own schedule. And because of this, you know what you remove? I don't have enough time. Yep. Well, if something's important enough, guess what you'll do? You'll find time. And so often that's one of the biggest excuses. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to read. I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to visualize. It's like, okay, cool. So tell me, what's your favorite Netflix show? You're like, well, let me, you're like, all right. What you just do is your priorities aren't uh, where they should be. You want to do something, but you're more interested than you are committed. And this is actually something that I teach on the podcasting side of things because people say, Rob, I want to create a podcast. Cool. I'll give you all the tools to do it. And then they don't do it. And I'm like, ah, they were interested not committed. Right. When you're committed, like you are with 75 hard, you don't drink that bottle of the champagne. So that's what you now need to be is ask yourself, am I interested in entrepreneurship or am I committed to entrepreneurship and or having an amazing life? Mm -hmm. I love the saying, busy people get shit done. So <laughs> if you talk to a busy person like yourself, I'm like, yeah, no, you'll make time for it because it's a priority to you and it's something that matters, right? So if you prioritize something in your life, you won't miss it. Like, that's just a thing. It's like never miss training, for instance. And I'm like, yeah, no, I won't miss training because I have to lead by example. And if I want my people to show up to something, I have to show up to it, you know? And I have to show that it's something that matters to me and it's something that's pushing me forward, right? Or else I'm not gonna tell my people to plug into it, you know? I will tell you one of the biggest things I learned doing Live Hard and 75 Hard. So I listened to Andy's podcast about 75 Hard. I probably listened to it anywhere between five and 10 times at this point. And he said something, he goes, if you go all in, I guarantee you in 75 days, you'll be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And the words that I could not get out of my mind was all in. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, I'm all in. 
So the way I did the entire Live Hard program through the entire year, it was the number one thing in my day. And when I mean this, this is ahead of business. This was ahead of my family. This was ahead of everything. So the way that it actually materialized itself was, all right, if you're all in on something, then it's a priority, right? Cool. Well, what's the first thing that I'm doing when I'm getting up? Let's go. We're on 75 hard right now. Uh-huh. So because of this, when a lot of people say, Rob, I don't have the time to do this. I have kids, I have schoolwork, I have a job, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? I got half of the stuff done before 7.30 in the morning. Yes. Two workouts, half a gallon of water, reading, all of this different stuff. And because I was all in, I've made it my number one priority. So I got the most out of this. And what it really taught me as I went through this entire year is, wait a second, why don't I just go all in on the things that I want to learn and do? So every new 75 hard in my life, I can either half-ass it or I can say, are you all in on this, Rob? Yes. Boom. Now go do it like you did 75 hard. Mm -hmm. How important do you think consistency in your daily schedule is for people who are um, just getting started and really haven't challenged themselves to do anything tough like a fitness challenge or a mental toughness challenge before? 100 out of 100. To me, one of the best attributes I have is my consistency. I show up every single day. What does 75 hard teach you? Pay your dues every single day. Because what is business? Your ability to show up and live in action every single day. And uh, one of the guys who's also a big mentor for me is a guy named Jesse Itzler. And what he talks about, no zero days. You need to have this mindset, care if you're an entrepreneur or not, where you don't have a day where you get nothing done. That does not exist. Andy's got his power list. Boom, five things that you do every single day. This day's a victory. That's the mindset you need to have. So start to think about this like your life because one of the things I believe is a challenge, and I've certainly gone through this, is separating work life nine to five, Rob, from wait a second, this is my life. So many people go to a job they hate and that actually is their life. Whereas when you become an entrepreneur and everything's on you to do whatever you want, now you start to see this as, huh, this is my life. If I want to go swimming at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday or go to the movies, I can do that. And you start to look at your life differently. And even though we talk about the business success and stuff, it's nice because you're free. You remove this prison that says, I know I am so driven to the nth degree that I am able to go swimming at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday because I know that I'm going to be on my grind until 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And you're just, I live both the most structured and unstructured life possible. So despite all of this structure, I can still live in a world of uncertainty and ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Paul Hart is a part of our company and uh, he talks about the J-O-B, the just over broke or the jail operating as a business. And he says it's the corporate prison system where we're stuck doing what we're told to do because we're told that that's all we can do. And then we have to rewire our mindsets in order to achieve the things that we want in our lives and understand that the stuff that we've been told all through our years are coming from people who 
maybe failed at the business and they said that entrepreneurship is hard and you shouldn't do it. Or, you know, like there's people around you that are telling you these things that are holding you back. Like, Ooh, you shouldn't quit your job, Alina. That's, that's a hundred thousand year a job that uh, you're giving up. And why would you do that? That's stupid. And I'm like, cause I'm going to go change lives and be a multi-billionaire, <laughs> you know, and it's okay if they don't understand that, but we have to look at our lives in the fact that we're creating it. And I loved how you were talking about earlier of designed chaos, like designed chaos. You're creating this, this life for yourself. And are you enjoying it or are you not enjoying it? Right. Uh, This is the greatest life. I mean, I, I am building my dream life. So when they say, Rob, you can do anything in the entire world. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Yes. I created a company called Bacon Freaking Sports. So <laughs> I'm all in on bacon and sports. Not really, but yes. So that's the thing. You said the stuff we've been told. Guess what? Never in my life have I ever watched less TV ever. So I only watch sports. I don't watch Netflix. I don't, I've never watched the news. I don't watch just what's on TV. So when sports went away, my TV is now just like this black thing in my thing in my house. So you have to be so careful of the stuff we've been told because it's just regurgitated garbage. This is why you need to be very intentional about your inputs. Why am I so happy to be part of Arte? Because I get to learn from Andy and Ed. They're my inputs. I learned from Jesse Itzler. I've learned from Grant Cardone. I've learned from so many others out there where you say, all right, whose opinion do I want to at least consider? But then when you look at the news and all this other crap, it's just like barf, barf, barf. And I'm like, no wonder everybody's in such a bad mood when all the time you wake up and you turn the news on and then you jump on social media and then you go to a job you don't like. And I'm like, of course you can't get out of that cycle. You need to say, why don't I just be in charge of my inputs? And this goes back to the reading your dreams, the power of consistency. You need to be consistent saying, what is going to boot me up to be the person that I need to be to become that person that is the version of you who you want to be? What's the first thing you do in the morning? I think to myself, today is going to be a great day. Yes. I set a timer and I learned this from uh, Tony Robbins. I set a timer for like 10 minutes before I actually have to get out of bed because every single person when they have to get out of bed to an alarm clock is like, ah, shit. Like, I don't want to get out of bed, you know? So I made it a routine of mine that I practice my gratitude and I ask myself, okay, what are three things that I'm grateful for in the morning? And then maybe I'll stew on that for a few minutes. And then at six o'clock when I get up, it's go time, you know, and I'm reading my books and I'm reading my goals and I'm doing my workouts and I'm in the office by nine, you know, every single day. And people think I'm crazy, but I'm like, well, I'm just more committed than you are. You know, people think I'm crazy. Oh, by the way, I don't care who those people are. Right. And I want the listener to notice something. If you are doing something and I am also doing that same thing, ding, 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 ding. There should be a little light bulb going off in your head and saying, Robin and Elena are doing this. And what are we doing? We are starting our mornings one intentionally two positively. So we are in control of the positive inputs three 
we're working on our personal development for our goals and schedule are written down. Just these things, when you said how, how important is consistency, imagine doing this every day for the next 50 years. How do you think you and I are going to do as opposed to someone who's not in this train of thought? Hmm. They're not going to have any structure to it and they're going to forget to do things and then they're going to friggin' sit there and go, why am I not winning? Why am I not getting to my goals? Cause you forgot to read today, man. Like you didn't do your pages. You didn't do your goal reading, you know, like you're not doing the things we have. Um, Greg Sternadka tells us about the daily five and that's reading your goals every single day, twice a day out loud, like every single day, uh, reading 10 pages of a personal development book, moving your business forward, whether that's, um, going to work today or like pushing yourself to do something that makes you uncomfortable, right? Like making phone calls. You know how fun it is to get someone, Oh, in business. Who's like, your business is a scam. And I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know, like you can't say that to their face. I'm like, I hold a freaking government license. Obviously my business is not a scam, but you don't know how often we hear that kind of stuff. And to not get down from that is tough when you're new in business and you're like, man, like these people are just being so negative and blah, blah, blah. But you can't buy into that shit because it's not the truth. And the stuff that people are feeding you is not necessarily a bad thing. Like they're just trying to protect you because they care about you most of the time. Um, and they don't understand it. Right. So if you want to be an entrepreneur and you're sitting there going, okay, what do I have to do? You literally just have to do all the things we just talked about. Just focus on being consistent. Um, do one thing a day, like just keep going and keep going and keep going and push yourself and you're going to fall. And it's all about the entrepreneur roller coaster, which is by Darren Hardy. And it's a must read for anyone who's going into business. I wish I read it three years before I did you know, but, uh, you're going to have those ups and downs right now. I'm going to do a podcast soon. It's, and it's going to be called the COVID-19, <laughs> um, like unscripted because I've put on 25 pounds, but I'm six foot one. So 25 pounds is, it doesn't look like a lot until you look in the mirror and you're like, Ooh, Oh, that's not good. And it's cause I ate the pizza and I had some sushi, you know, and I didn't work out and I wasn't going to the gym and I was, depressed. And it literally has taken me until like last week when I started 75 hard again to go, Oh, I just was fucking it all up. You know, <laughs> like I was just doing it all wrong and I wasn't being true to who I was as a person. Like my identity went back to that old self who was comfortable. It's, it's hard. That's the thing back to consistency because you have to show up every single day. You are the same person from one month ago, but you're also not the same person. Mm -hmm. That is it's like the craziest thing. You can be two completely different people in the same, in two different days. Mm -hmm. The second you decide to change is the second that all of a sudden your identity changes. You're no longer the person who eats the pizza and doesn't work out. You're the person who says I'm working out early and I am eating healthier because it's going to allow me to blah, 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 blah. And all it is, is you have to choose that yourself. Yeah. And it's all in how it makes you feel. Like if something doesn't make you feel good, don't do it guys. Like, well, and that's not necessarily the truest statement because I don't like running. Um, but I know it's gonna make me feel better when I'm done it, you know, and I know it's going to give me that energy and that boost of confidence that I'm pushing myself and I'm doing the stuff I don't want to do. And, um, every single morning, the cold shower, I'm like, this is terrible, but then you're energized and you're ready to take on the day, you know, and sometimes that's what it takes. 
You got it. And once you've done that, you're like, well, I mean, crap, when I did live hard, there was a five minute cold shower for 30 straight days. Oh boy. Let me tell you (laughs) my bitch voice making tons of noise every single time. But then guess what? Ironically enough happened. Guess when the best part of my day was then the exact moment where I went to go from freezing cold to warm where I'm like, Oh my God, I've got warm water. Thank you so much. And from that, I'm like, shit, I can do anything. Yeah. You feel like an unstoppable human and people are like, Oh, you're, you're crazy. I'm like, okay. I like being crazy. Crazy people rule the world, man. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Or like, I don't even recognize you anymore. I'm like, good. I'm not the same person. You know, it's fun, but we just have to challenge ourselves sometimes. But I hate to cut this short, but I want people to get so much more access to you. So can you tell them where to find you, please? Yeah. So you can hit me up at Rob Cressy on all social media platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I, as I mentioned, I just launched a podcast, Leadership DNA, a podcast for those who aspire to be a better leader. And if you're interested at all in launching a podcast, one, you can DM me directly or two, I created an online video course called launchingpodcasts.com, which is really a step-by-step course for people who want to launch a podcast. So if you're interested, but you want to be committed, what I just do is I give you the blueprint that says, hey, this is how I've published 600 podcast episodes. And the fact that Elaine is doing a podcast, this should be another proof that I might have an idea on what I'm doing. I would love to help you on the podcasting side of things because it can blossom relationships and conversations and help so many other people like we're experiencing here So I would love to talk to you and I very much appreciate you having me on your show. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. And yeah, I think that if people can get access to that information, they'll be able to push themselves in the direction that they want to go. And I've had a lot of people go, oh, podcasting isn't worth it. But you know what podcasting's done for me? It's showing people that I'm an authentic human. I'm just like you, just like everyone else. I'm still eating and sleeping and doing the work, you know, and it's just the way that you live your life is a reflection of the things that you believe that you are. And if we can believe that we are the excellent person, I have it on my phone. Again, one of the Ed Milet podcasts, um, it's me as my best self. And it says that I am strong. I am powerful. I am relentless, which is my team name, clear headed, loyal, loving, honest, trustworthy, grateful, worthy leader, revolutionary world shaker guess what? I can't be a world shaker if I don't talk to anybody. Right. <laughs> so crazy. Amen. Amen. So thank you. That was, woo. I feel incredible. Woo. 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 All right. Have an awesome day guys. 